0: Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash too many productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Beau Maddox, and I'm a variant
1: of Ashley Chancellor. <laughs> and this is a timeline of Collateral Cinema.
0: Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, or I I should say this universe's only movie podcast that matters. Uh, We focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. And yes, my friends, we are a 420 friendly podcast based in South Texas. Oh, yes. So whatever you have, be it dabs,
1: blunts, bongs, or joints, smoke it if you got it. And I know that more than likely you can't, you know, smoke in the movie theater, but... I have a feeling that when this movie comes out on streaming and everything, there's going to be a lot of people blazing up on this. Hell yeah, like, dude. Or tripping. <laughs> or tripping because, you know, this is like a total
0: drug movie. This is the MCU drug movie slash horror movie. Dude, yeah. yes. We are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the sequel to 2017's Doctor Strange, and uh, the latest entry of the of the MCU um, it kind of follows some plot points started in WandaVision and to an extent No Way Home as well yeah and i didn't really see WandaVision but i did kind
1: of get the gist of what happened there mm-hmm. and honestly i mean it kind of surprised me initially to see you know that they were going with the way they were going with Wanda you know like almost yeah. like making her a villain
0: here yeah Exactly. I mean, definitely starting with the uh, some of the plot threads and some of the, the exploration of Wanda's character and kind of just take bringing it full force. And we'll get into that in a minute here. But this is Sam Raimi's first foray into the MCU. Well, if you don't count the Raimi Spider-Man films, because technically those are MCU multiverse canon now, but this is his first uh, movie set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which... Which is now designated Earth 616, I guess, instead of earth 19999 whatever it is. Um But uh but yeah, no, this is the first this is the first uh time that Sam Raimi has come and done a superhero movie since Spider-Man 3. And I gotta say, man, I'm a fucking fan. I am going to go ahead and, and 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 let you guys know this doesn't feel like Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So if that's what you were expecting, that's not what this is. Uh, although there are some hints of it. This is more like Raimi horror, like his original Evil Dead and Army of Darkness shit. This is pretty much the MCU's
1: Army of Darkness or the closest that we're going to get to an MCU Army of Darkness style movie. I mean it takes that kind of fantastical element that that movie had, which was, of course, time travel and everything, and it kind of kind of goes at it in much the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially in the way that, you know, uh, you know, Strange traverses the multiverse and whatnot. You know, it, it, right. it actually has some, uh, some feeling of that scene where, especially in Evil Dead 2, where Ash is initially sucked into the uh, time warp and... Uh, ends up in medieval times, so...
0: Yeah, I guess that is pretty similar, and it's interesting because a lot of that was set up in the first Strange film, which was directed by Scott Derrickson. Originally, he was tapped to direct the sequel, but he left due to creative differences... Um, at the time, I know they were already saying that this was going to be a horror esque movie. So I don't know if Scott Derrickson wanted it to be more horror or less, but evidently he and Marvel didn't really um, didn't really agree on there. But you know, there are some hints of that in the first Strange movie. I mean, we, you watched part of it with me uh, before we saw this, and you know, especially whenever they actually do get into the multiverse shit in that movie, you know, we get a preview of it. Um, they did introduce some horror aspects there. So naturally I knew that's kind of where they were going with this and I'm not disappointed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit of an obvious Lovecraft influence initially there that Uh I kind of detected on, especially kind of given the whole cosmic existential horror of everything, you know, the, the, you know, the, the possibility of like any normal man would just go absolutely insane at just, you know, the, just even looking upon some of these places or beings or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of that here. And, you know, it it doesn't seem to phase Strange, you know, but, I mean, that's kind of central to his character and central to his arc as, you know, he feels like he is the only one that could, you know, actually fix the cosmos. But, you know, it doesn't really work out that way. It turns out he needs all the help he can get.
0: Yeah, and actually that's a theme of this movie, you know, we're not going to get into spoilers, but, uh, that's something that that's addressed early on is the strange likes to be the one holding the knife. That's something that Christine tells him. And we actually see strange have to rely on other people. And, you know, ultimately that affects the, the end of this movie. I, I mean, I don't even know how much we should really say. I, I mean, I think the villain reveal is something that's fairly obvious i mean i expected it was going to happen but i didn't expect it to happen when it did yeah. the movie goes full first within the first act and i didn't expect that reveal to happen until later
1: yeah it was kind of obvious from the trailers where they were going to go with yeah Wanda. It, especially it, when you've watched
0: other works before this
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah de- definitely you know it just kind of all built up to this even at the end of wandavision apparently
0: Right, right. The end of WandaVision is is very significant to what happens, and obviously, I think that scene was put in there because Multiverse of Madness was already in production. But um, yeah, so I, I fucking love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I was, it was, it was pretty much all everything I wanted it to be. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's my favorite MCU film, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, I would
1: say that, you know, I don't know if I could ever have a favorite MCU movie. I mean, there's some that I like a little more than others, you know, like I like Guardians of the Galaxy and I like uh, I like Endgame and uh, Infinity War. You know, I I like Civil War. That's, That's also good. But this right here is definitely one that I like because it really appeals to people of. My particular taste, you know, yeah. I mean, as everybody knows from the director's cut and from this uh, podcast, I mean, Robert and I especially we're huge horror fans here. You know, we, we were very well versed in our horror history and everything. And this right here, like I said, it had that Lovecraftian element, but it also had that great Ramey horror comedy vibe, something that mm-hmm. uh, something that only he can really, you know, vibe with. You know, like uh, there was a lot of people that was uh, seeing some uh, some parallels with uh, drag me to hell, which mm-hmm. I'm going to admit is a movie that I haven't seen, which I know a lot of horror fans will say, like, what the fuck, dude? It's like it's actually it's classic fucking Sam Raimi horror. And well, I now I, I really feel like I need to go and see it because it looks like from all uh, from all the buzz is that that movie kind of has a lot of, there, there's a little bit of a strain of that here in multiverse of madness, namely in how Raimi actually went at the whole horror element,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: like, 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 especially with Wanda, like there yeah. there are, and, and let's talk about that. He absolutely made Wanda terrifying.
0: He did. She absolutely did not
1: give a fuck. I mean, <laughs> no, it's like she is, she is absolutely chilling. You know, and, and just, and we're not going to get into what she does, but I mean, just the lengths that she goes for her motive. It's like, it, 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 there is definitely an emotional core to it, but it's also like, you know, she she's toying with other lives as well.
0: Yeah, no, no some know? of the scariest moments in this movie actually occur as a result of Wanda and... Yeah man it's th- th- there are some brutal fucking scenes in this yeah, movie yeah. Uh, this is as horror this is this is as horror as the MCU gets it's, and and it's that existential
1: horror like 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 that that idea that some entity from another universe can just reach out and then just take you and manipulate you and mm-hmm. use you and you have no fucking control you're just in a prison in your own mind that is absolutely just
0: fucked man beyond that i mean there are some pretty good jump scares that actually got me yeah and you know this is not the marvel movie that you take the kiddos to by the way i mean I, this is one that's kind of pushing the 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 pg13 rating even i i would say so yeah. you know uh and and Maybe if, if the movie got an R rating, it could have it could have even been more expansive and gone more batshit. Well, let's see what happens if
1: and when and I'm just going to go ahead and say if and when they give Ramy a director's cut of this movie, because mm-hmm. I want to see his full vision here. Yeah. It's like, I mean, because he really established something different here and something that's well within his own bailiwick. Yeah.
0: And Marvel Studios is known for not having too much studio interference with their directors and writers, or at the very least, they're completely on board with them. Everything is kind of in sync. But we do know that, you know, Disney owns Marvel and and they're really trying to not burst the PG-13 rating supposedly Deadpool is supposed to get the R rating. I think that they went back and they've gone back and forth on blade a few times. Yeah, I would love
1: By the way, I would love for them to give blade to Raimi. Yeah. he did such a good either Raimi or James Gunn, because those are the two directors that have the most experience with like horror exploitation cinema. That's true. So, so they they're That the would ones be
0: interesting s- to see James Gunn do something like that, especially since he's done with Guardians. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe can keep him in the MCU, keep him keep him with the Marvel projects by giving him something horror, but and I also would love to see a Sam Raimi Blade. <laughs> and
1: you would continue the tradition of giving Blade to up and to like uh, established horror directors like they did with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. You know. I mean, they, they gave Blade 2 to him and I mean, I I believe that that's what led to him getting Hellboy is because he just he did such a great job with that movie. Yeah. Then, you know.
0: Yeah, I I definitely agree and I could see that. That that would be dope. And it, I guess it kind of matters on how much Raimi loves the character because that was something that that happened with Spider-Man 3, you know, is that he wasn't uh he wasn't very familiar. He didn't like the Venom character very much. And so that version of Venom is is very weak. I can tell that there's a lot of love for Strange here. I mean, I already knew because in the he makes a uh there's a there's an Easter egg in Spider-Man 2 where, you know, the J.J., J. Jonah Jameson is, is talking with uh, Hoffman, who's Ted Raimi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're they're trying to come up with names and he's like, you know, Doctor Strange. That's good, but it's taken. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> wait, does Doctor Strange exist in the Raimi-verse? <laughs> well, I guess now we can say it does. Yeah. He does. You yeah, know? I mean, because they do explore several different versions of Strange and several different multiverses. And so the only thing. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, yeah the yeah, only it's... thing that this movie is missing, but I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, may- maybe it's best so we don't go there. Yeah, but but yeah, no, it <laughs> <laughs> I would love I would love to see the uh, the the uh, the Raimi verse Strange.
1: Yeah, that would be really cool, right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, yeah, just going back to, you know, how how this stands as a Raimi movie, it's just, you know, I, I, that's what I heard a lot of the discourse over this movie was, was that it wasn't so much a strong MCU movie as it's a strong Raimi movie. And mm-hmm. I would say that, yeah, Raimi delivered on that premise 100 percent. Like, there's all those great little uh, flourishes that he's known for, like his camera movements, mm-hmm. the, the the way that he uh, uses the set pieces and everything and the different types of film techniques. Not oh, yeah,
0: Rami's hands are all over this. It's,
1: it's all over it, man. Like, like, you get little scenes that are reminiscent of Evil Dead, you know, mm-hmm. especially involving a certain uh, friend of his that... You know, from back <laughs> in the day,
0: which who, who, we all are expecting to make a cameo, and we're just kind of like, when are we going to see this, and yeah. when we do. We're not going to say <laughs> what he did, but yeah,
1: there is Bruce Campbell in this movie, because of course, it's a Raimi movie. Of course, there's going to be Bruce Campbell. It, it just has to happen. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's like James Gunn having uh, Lloyd Kaufman in Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, right. that had to happen.
0: It had to. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, I love... Uh, I love that cameo. I, I love a lot of the different interactions. This movie does feel very disconnected, you know, in terms of of uh, of tone, I guess, from from the rest of the MCU. It, it it is a very different type of film, and that works to its strength, in my opinion. It really does. You know,
1: I mean, it, it decides to just go its own way, and it also goes goes its own way in how it presents the multiverse. It's like we're not getting this. Ultra scientific version of it, like we did in Endgame. It's like this is coming from the actual, like, spiritual and magical and sorcery angle and everything. It's which is an interesting universe and whatnot.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And you know, the, the first Doctor Strange had already introduced us to these aspects. Uh, what if expanded on this also? Yeah, like I said, this movie picks up on a lot of what if stuff. Yeah. Um, we, we definitely get some some characters that I don't think are the same versions of the characters from What If. They're variants of them, but they're here. We get some some characters from other universes as well. We know already that Patrick Stewart is in this. His voice was in the trailer. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's not the same one that was in the Fox X-Men films, but a variant of that character. And I'm here for it. And we also get some characters from uh, other established Marvel series even if they're not necessarily MCU now or canon to the MCU Uh, and we get uh, another character from the comics who has yet to appear in a Marvel Cinematic Universe film and I really hope we get to see this actor actually return in the full role uh, he's been a very, very popular fan cast for a while now, Uh-huh. but I don't know if that's actually known to the casual audiences. And so making a big deal about his appearance here and, and, and putting him out there just seems like a total waste to me if they don't end up bringing him in, cause this is definitely a variant and we don't get enough of it. I want to see this come out, come later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in, in, in the proper universe and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, not as many cameos as I think I was expecting it being a multiverse movie, and that's okay because the movie actually needed the time to focus on the conflict between Strange and Wanda and and everything. But can we also talk about America Chavez? Honestly, yes, we Man. can because I don't know anything about America Chavez. I wasn't even aware of her powers or or her character. You know, other than her name and the fact that she's a lesbian and has lesbian moms. I didn't know much about her at all, right? I'd never read an America Chavez comic, and I felt this movie introduced the character to me extremely well. I love her. I love the actress. Yeah, I
1: I don't recall her name. It's uh, it's a it's a Spanish name that is. Uh, I'm not even going to try to to uh, pronounce her first name, but her last name is Gonzalez, I
0: believe. Uh, yeah, I, Chotl. Uh, I don't know. Uh, wot, or something like Walk, that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're not, we're not. Yeah, we're forgive us. We're not even gonna try to pronounce that. We're just gonna butcher it. But yeah, she is absolutely amazing as America. Like yeah, and and, and apparently she's very comic accurate. Like
0: pretty much to a T, down to the to the uh, to the outfit and everything, and even the way that her powers work, which is interesting because we know that uh, a lot of MCU. Uh, versions of characters have kind of altered things a little bit even changing their power set i mean that's gonna that's happening with miss marvel for instance i think so as to kind of distinguish her from mr fantastic i think that's ultimately the reason behind the the change
1: probably yeah
0: but um but yeah no they're already making a change there and uh definitely the characters appearances have um, shifted usually kind of based off of their ultimate counterparts. But I like that, that America Chavez just looks exactly like her mainstream comic counterpart. Her powers seem to be the same. And uh, so it looks like it's lifted right out of a comic book, which yeah, and, I think is what Raimi's good at. And,
1: and apparently also her background is also uh, comic accurate as well. Like it, yeah. it dives into that in one of the universes they're in and You know, apparently that's pretty much straight up, except, you know, maybe some changes like I think in that
0: comic, it was like her sister that was lost due to her powers, not her mom's. They made some changes to the character, but I I think, you know, how much faith was put in just representing the character as she is in the comics show. truth. I think Raimi is pretty good at just taking things directly from the comics. You know, the original Spider-Man movies were great because they felt like they were right out of the pages of comic books. And Mm -hmm. I got to say, I mean, I can't say that I've actually ever read a Doctor Strange comic, but this is kind of what I feel like it's like. Yeah,
1: I've kind of uh, looked through some old school uh, Doctor Strange and. Yeah, man, it's this really like multifaceted universe with all these interesting characters and you even you know, have
0: different different t- different types of comics because you have the more heroic type. You have the 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 in the beginning of the movie there's a there's a sequence with with the monsters that come out, you know, from the other dimension where that that does feel a little bit like Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, it does. But it then totally. later on you get this horror shit and this just mad multiverse shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, and, and ramey pulls it together so adeptly you know yeah yeah and for this being a movie that was built up by uh, a lot of other properties you know a lot of other movies and series within the mcu i'm satisfied with the result. i don't think that it really builds up to much of anything else at least within this phase yeah i mean I, i've heard some speculation that people are kind of
1: wondering where this particular phase of the mcu is going like it doesn't it they're they're not gonna have a big crossover event no it doesn't seem that way it doesn't seem like it's it seems like it's building towards the next phase kind of
0: yeah that's where we're going to get the big conflict i think so i think they're building up this king the conqueror shit slash multiversal war which was teased in loki um I don't think this movie really directly mentions anything from Loki, but I do believe that some of the same writers were involved and that they did go to links to make sure that the rules of multiversal travel uh, actually stayed within the constraints that were set by Loki. That's good. Yeah. And uh, apparently, Elizabeth Olsen also was careful to make sure that this movie, you know, followed the character that was built up in one division and, and followed a lot of the the uh the, the 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 story beats that she right took in the yeah, yeah. i got gotcha. you And that it was consistent with that, which is something that's great. I mean, we know that Chris Hemsworth also was involved with, you know, making Infinity War closely follow Ragnarok. So I'm glad that the Marvel Cinematic Universe allows its big players to kind of have a say in what's going to happen. I mean, you're the star of the show and you've been the, the You're the common link between this team of directors and writers and this team, you know.
1: Yeah, it does in many ways feel like these movies are a full-on collaborative el- effort, especially with their cast and everything. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody
0: who gets their role, like they they're actually kind of free to build upon it. It seems, you know. Apparently, there's been a lot of improvisation in a lot of Marvel Cinematic Universe films. I don't know how much of that is in here. It seems to me that Sam Raimi is kind of like James Gunn in that you know he writes it a certain way, and that's kind of the way that it is. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be surprised if there was something that was thrown in by Benedict Cumberbatch or Elizabeth Olsen. I know that they definitely did have discussions with Sam Raimi and and, and, and writers, you know, to make sure that everything remained consistent.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and, and there's a lot to draw upon there, you know? Yeah. Like, so much to draw upon. But, I mean, anyway, I mean... I guess that that's the most that we could talk about, right? I mean, without <laughs> going into
0: spoilers and everything, I mean... You're not wrong. Without going into spoilers, it's really hard to say anything l- because... Let's, let's, let's just go through a couple of things. Like, uh, what do you think of the actual script itself? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. And, you know, it's funny because... I've seen a few you know, very vocal complaints. One of them being Zach, my co-host on Collateral Gaming, yeah. thought this movie was garbage. I had a discussion with him about it. I love you, man, but I think everything you just said was wrong. Oh, damn. <laughs> Amazing. Every <laughs> word of what you just said was wrong. No, but like, I, I don't see what there is to complain about. The writing was excellent. It's very on-brand for Raimi. Um, it's up to the quality that I've come to expect within the MCU. There weren't really any glaring plot holes or contradictions. Almost anything that any problems arise can be sort of hand-waved because it's multiverse shit. And, yeah, I mean, the the beginning of the movie felt a little fast-paced... But I knew it was because we were building up to, let's go ahead and get into these other universes. I knew why that that, that part had to had to kind of be rushed, and, and I still felt like it was good. Well, even the movie itself feels like it begins in the middle
1: of another movie in a weird way. It know? does,
0: and I think it does rely on quite a, quite a bit. I mean, I know you said you didn't watch WandaVision, and you still got it, but I, I do feel like this movie really does build on a lot of what was in there, and a lot of what was in What If as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and, and having, if, if you haven't watched WandaVision and you haven't watched either Loki or What If, which sort of established the multiverse rules or No Way Home, you know, it might be easy to get lost and maybe there's a disconnect there. Maybe a lot of people are lost. Maybe a lot of people were sort of expecting a more standard MCU movie. And I mean, as somebody who's a huge fan of the MCU, but also a huge fan of, of Raimi's other work yeah you know i wasn't disappointed i felt like it 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 towed the balance between the two in a way that was that was ideal i mean could it have been better i can make think of a couple of things that could have been that could have been done differently but like you said that would be a good a good a a good uh director's cut you know yeah exactly now here's
1: one more thing we got to touch upon and that's kind of the uh it's kind of becoming a meme on r slash movie Circle Jerk is uh, people kind of, you know, saying that this is, oh, such a scary, like, horror-esque MCU movie, like, to the point where it's, like, they're talking about the carnage or whatever. Like okay. There's people, there's people making a meme out of the IMDB parents uh, page and everything, the content warning page. Okay,
0: if your kid has only watched other MCU films and is young and, and doesn't want to see beloved heroes get gruesomely killed on screen then you know i could see where this is not the movie for them but come on yeah we've seen some fucked up shit on this podcast this is this is the tip of the iceberg this is like the this is like the mcu trying to go in that direction it, it's
1: barely even like it, it it's definitely has like the uh crazier elements of like drag me to hell there. I definitely see. And and I respect it. it. I think this is as far as the MCU needs to go at this point. And like we said, it's very army of darkness and, you know, I mean, and and Rami knows how to kind of do this type of high concept horror comedy and do it well. Core coming now. Now he's adding it with the uh, superhero shit that he learned with the the Spider-Man trilogy, and it's mm-hmm. just kind of this perfect confluence of everything that he's done in his career.
0: So and maybe a feature film isn't the best outlet for that. It would be cool to see Marvel do a limited series, like do do a do a Disney Plus show where you kind of push the envelope, and that that might be the best way to go about doing that. Yeah.
1: And you get fucking Ari Oster to fucking look, to fucking overdo it, to (laughs) produce it and everything and direct it and all that good shit. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think that uh, we can go ahead and wind things down. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so final thoughts. I liked it. It's a great Raimi movie. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm a little indifferent to it as an MCU movie. But, I mean, it was thoroughly entertaining. It had everything that I expect from Sam Raimi. And, you know, I'll definitely see another MCU movie if he does one. Yeah. I, and, and he
0: needs to do Spider-Man 4. He needs to. Get Sony, you have your deal worked out with Marvel to where you can do the, the MCU Spider-Man movies together. Why aren't you capitalizing on the success? Maybe they are. Maybe that's in the works. But... And just focusing your own efforts, your efforts on the older Spider-Man stories, that would be a perfect way. I mean, instead of doing fucking Morbius, nobody wants to see a movie about Morbius or Craven the Hunter. We want to see Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield beating the shit out of Craven the Hunter. <laughs> exactly.
1: That, I mean, just look, look at No Way Home. That's... They're pretty much looking
0: a gift horse in the mouth there if they don't do anything with that. Actually, I apologize. I take that back. Morbius is definitely one of the movies ever. In fact, Morbius may be God's masterpiece to cinema. I mean, it has <laughs> made more billions and more billions. <laughs> it is truly a classic that
1: is up among the greatest. It's up there with Last Tango in Paris. You know, it's up and- there with The Godfather. It's up <laughs> there with. With fucking, uh, what, what, what is it, Heaven's Heaven's Gate or whatever. <laughs> Jared Leto my, is my, my, one my, my. of the actors of all time, Bo. He he is an actor. That's that's definitely for sure. He is totally <laughs> a, an actor uh, of sorts, I think. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think, did, didn't he win an Oscar one time? It's morbid time. It's morbid time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it.
0: All right. Yeah. So go watch this uh, instead of Morbis If you were like, hmm, which 22, 2022 Marvel movie should I see that seems kind of dark and horror esque? Should I go watch the the whatever the fuck Sony is doing with Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man? Or should I watch Sam Raimi direct a Doctor Strange movie? Doctor fucking Strange. Doctor fucking Strange.
1: It's like, it, it's totally just up his alley. It's like, I mean, this was just a very loving, uh, very loving adaptation of this character.
0: Yeah. So give him Spider-Man 4. Give him Doctor Strange 3. Give him Blade or something. I don't know. Give him a series on Disney+. Plus. Give him fucking Blade. I want to see Raimi do Blade. I'm down for it, dude. We've seen
1: Del Toro do it. Let's see Raimi do it.
0: Yeah, totally. Or maybe go three for three and, and have somebody else do Doctor Strange 3 just to make it feel completely different. But I would trust them to do the next one. Yeah. But if not, do something else. Yeah, give him something. Give Raimi the money and go make Spider-Man 4, Sony. I don't know what the fuck you're doing not the, making Spider-Man the, 4 or Amazing Spider-Man 3. What
1: the fuck, Sony? You need to make Spider-Man 4.
0: Make this happen. Nobody cares about what you're doing with Spider-Man characters. The, the Venom movies are all right. They're cool. But, yeah, nobody gives a shit about whatever the fuck else you're trying to do. Just make goddamn Spider-Man movies and continue working with Marvel on the MCU Spider-Man movies. It's the perfect balance. Yeah, it's it'll make all the money for you or just fucking sell your rights back to Marvel and let Marvel handle it. Right? <laughs> anyway, Doctor Strange to uh loved it. Like I said, it, it it's not going to be in the top 1 spot for me. That's No Way Home. Um I can easily see this being in top 5. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I really could. Um, I'm going to have to reevaluate, though, because I love me some Taika Waititi's Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. Maybe Love and Thunder will surpass it. I love James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy, and I love the the ensemble movies. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) there's a lot to fucking like in the MCU. But this one is definitely up there. And um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I love the shit out of it. Um, It's it's what I wanted out of the movie and maybe a little bit more, you know, right on, right on. Could it could 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 they go bore? Yeah, it, it, if we if we were to get an R rating on this movie and I don't know, maybe kind of just delve more into the multiverse shit. I wouldn't mind if the movie was a little bit longer to get more cameos and stuff. Yeah, that would have been yeah. cool. But it's fine. It's a fun fucking movie, dude. It really is. And, and it, it even has uh, it even has elements of being a monster movie at times, yeah. you know? Maybe people overhyped it thinking like this was the next Avengers ensemble movie. This I, is
1: I think they were overhyping it thinking that it was gonna be the next No Way, Way Home. Home. That's what it was. Everybody was thinking, Oh, we got this multiverse going now. It's like how, how how is it going to really play out? You know, I, I kind of felt like it lived up to that, though. It I mean, did, it, but a lot of people were going to also overhyping that a little bit, like like the rumors about Tom Cruise Iron Man and shit like that. You know, so that might that might I've heard. Yeah, you said that that might still happen in some capacity,
0: somewhere. Maybe we shouldn't say that it didn't happen.
1: Oh, no, people, we'll just go ahead and say that. No, it didn't happen. Okay, Tom Cruise isn't
0: in the movie. Tom Cruise, no. We're you would have heard this. about it already if he was. Yeah,
1: it's a total debunk there. But one more thing, the end credit sequence. <laughs> the greatest yeah. thing. We're not going to say what it is, but it's the greatest thing ever. Wait until
0: the end there, too. There's a mid-credits and there's a post-credits. Stay for the post-credits. If you got to take a pee break after the mid-credits, do it. But... Stay for the end credits. You have to. It is
1: the best thing ever. It, it is total Raimi. Total Raimi. Total fucking
0: Raimi. I, it's exactly what he would do. And the mid-credits sequence, I think, sets up Doctor Strange 3 or another ensemble movie featuring.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it sets it up. And, and, and that'll be interesting to see what comes down the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I understand that uh, the new Fantastic Four will be going into production soon, right? Yeah,
0: and John Watts, who directed the MCU Spider-Man movie, stepped down. So, uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think Krasinski should direct it. He's want, shown his competency, and, you know, ever, ever everybody thinks he'd make a great Mr. Fantastic anyway, so.
1: Yeah, he would. You know, he would be a total totally awesome Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, But anyway, I guess we can go ahead and start winding things
0: down. What's going on with Collateral Gaming? Uh, well, we are going to be talking about Hellblade Cinema's Sacrifice and then winding the season down with Fire Emblem the Blazing Blade. Nice. Hell yeah. And here with Collateral Cinema, we just released
1: our Sonic the Movie 2 review.
0: That was a collaboration with
1: Collateral Gaming. Yeah, and that was a a fun movie in its own right. It's like, so check that out, and... This will be out uh, probably here in another day or two. And then Sidekicks. Our sidekicks, our season finale, finally. We're excited. We finally got Robert on a season finale. Yes, we did. It's We've, already been recorded, so. Yeah, it's been recorded. It's been saved. Everything is ready to go there. It's like we
0: can't wait, people. We just can't wait. No, we really can't. I'm excited about it. Chuck fucking Norris. Chuck, Chuck Norris. Uh, or yes, whatever. there are Chuck Norris jokes involved. We apologize in advance for bringing back 2006. Yeah,
1: we, we just had to. <laughs> we had to bring it back in, in a movie that was in the 90s,
0: 2008. I don't know. When did Chuck Norris jokes peak?
1: I, I, I think like maybe late 2000s, early 2010s. Something like that, right? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's going to come up. And then later on... Our Mega Cowboy Bebop episode, hopefully with Retro Anime Podcast coming up in the
0: summer so yeah that and we you know we have some other projects you know we'll have uh probably should get some commentaries out during the interseason break yeah yeah both on patreon and director's cut commentaries we'll have some yeah we'll do director's cuts and uh you know whatever if there's a new movie coming out that month that we really want to talk about yeah and i think i do have a few written down so
1: yeah yeah i mean i understand there's going to be a new thor movie coming out soon
0: Yes, there is, and we are talking about it.
1: And maybe we need to do a little director's cut where we uh, where we catch up on some of the other uh, releases that that came out this last year that we missed, you know, like like Ghostbusters Afterlife or Ma- the new Matrix movie, you know. Like, we, we saw the, the new Scream movie, but we never did an episode on that, so... Yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, so maybe we need to do something like that, but... Perhaps. But anyway, yeah, that's what's going on with... Uh, with collateral gaming and collateral cinema, cinema excuse me, everybody. Uh, Ash, where can you find both of the our podcasts?
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we do have a Patreon, as previously mentioned. So if you donate any amount of money, you do get access to our exclusive full-length movie commentaries.
1: Yes, and also check us out on Good Pods. That's the new indie podcast app that everybody is talking about. Go and follow us, rate us, and review us there and help us climb the charts there. We've charted many times before there and we'd like to chart again. Um, We're also on Podchaser, of course. Find us there. I believe we have a page on IMDb. Also, check us out there. Check out our YouTube channel. We have lots of videos there. And also, I believe that we have some... I believe that we are on a new platform called On Podium, which is very interesting, so check us out there as well so, yeah, check us out wherever you get your podcasts and, uh, Ash, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, but go see Doctor Strange Go see Doctor Strange, yeah it's, it's already, uh, breached how, how many millions of dollars just in its opening weekend? More like, billions. Shit, man God damn it. It's like, that's crazy, man, but yeah, go check it out. It's a good movie theater going experience, and that end credits
0: scene—brilliant,
1: <laughs> brilliant. brilliant. So, with all that said, I'm Bo Maddox, and I'm
0: Ashley Chancellor,
1: and this was collateral. This was collateral cinema, slav Ukraini. Fuck Skotas and fuck Samuel alito
0: Later- Fuck SCOTUS. Later's.